and clap sync. Three, two, one. Perfect. All right. Well, you thought it was over. And yes, this episode will be about Subnautica. But Elena, I hear you want an Elden Ring Elden corner Ring this episode. <laughs> um, I just want to publicly announce that I have triumphed. Mm. I have now Elden Lordess. Oh, I see. I oh, married yeah. Ronnie, as was my main objective in playing the game. And I have officially beat Elden Ring. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. You beat wow. me. Yeah. You've done it before myself. A bunch of first well. tries along the way, too. <laughs> yeah. I um, second tried, what's his name? Gideon Ofnir. Mm. I nice. first tried Radagon and the Elden Beast. Yeah. Uh huh. I, sec- I f- second tried Melania. Oh, my God. Nice. Um, <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> For the uninformed, I did technically do all those things, but I also did them with the help of my trusty, what level do we think they are? Oh. Over 200 level friends, Brian and Gabe. Big, <laughs> big Smash and Little Slash. Thank you, Big Smash, Little Slash, for mm-hmm. getting me through. They fought off many invaders and also... Occasionally, Brian would just be would just say to me, "Elena, stay out of this one." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he would tell me to stay back. But, but the question is, did you use? Did you keep on using Lion's Claw? I did. I did kill the final boss of the game with Lion's Claw. Yeah, the final strike <laughs> of the game was a Lion's Claw. Yeah, the final strike was a Lion's Claw. Yeah. I got really good at it. In fact, I killed some invaders with Lion's Claw. That's I got true. pretty good at catching people with it. McCoy actually has changed his tune and now thinks that Lion's Claw is so overpowered that he will no longer personally use it. No, 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 no. no, no. no I didn't change my tune. No, no, no. I, my tune has been consistent the entire time. But I thought at the beginning it was like a joke that no, I was no, no, using no, no, no. Lion's Claw. No, Lion's Claw is very, very strong for PvE. For PvP, it's underpowered. That's the difference. But for PvP, I was wrecking fools. I know, and I think that's Actually, an extra test. I, so I beat the game on like Friday night, maybe Saturday night. Sure. One, one of those nights, Saturday night, I think. Okay, I beat no. the game with Big Slash, Big Smash, Little Slash, the duo, and I hmm. beat the game fully. Married Ronnie, and then went to McCoy's favorite PvP spot and yep. beat a PvP, won a PvP match with Lion's Claw. And yeah. then quit the game, and I may never play again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so so that part's actually true. And you, so you went to the fucking main academy gate, and you just summoned someone, and you were just on this riding this high of like, I just beat this fucking game. Yeah. And this dude tries to do Horaloo's stomp, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. basically like I just jumped it with Lion's Claw. Yeah, that's the thing. She jumped <laughs> it with Lion's Claw, but it was like this perfect like moment of like, I mean, if we're really real, like you basically both started the move at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And his is like supposed to stun you nope. and knock you out, but it doesn't. It Not didn't with stun Lion's you. Claw. And then it's supposed to, like, send an AoE along the ground. And so he just, like, was the only person, I guess, in existence who was going to use a Ash of War lineup that was, like, slower than Lion's Claw and got hit straight <laughs> in the face with Lion's Claw, which it does do quite a bit of damage. It's a lot it. of damage. It also puts you on the ground, which is an interesting <laughs> state as well because then it, it allows you to get a roll catch opportunity, like, straight away. Mm. Um, whereas it, it's not this, that, like, people will panic roll after you hit them big and then you get a roll catch opportunity. Mm-hmm. But this is a forced roll catch opportunity because yeah. they're on the ground. Which is the value of that state, but anyways, yeah. yeah. Lion's claw into heavy attack, finishes people off. With yeah, the it really yeah. fucks them up. Poke. Yeah. Highly suggest. We've been for working anyone. on the sequence. So, yeah, working on the sequence because you gotta get the roll catch in second. I do want to say hardest boss in the entire game, platforming, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing they can do to help out, you. I know Gabe is listening to this. Gabe, fuck you okay. for making me go to that tower with the invisible walkway. I did not need whatever was up there. <laughs> it was terrifying. I cried a little bit because I'm afraid of heights. And I fell off like four times. Yeah. But there was that one time where... And every time, Brian was like, fuck, man, we have to go back and do it again. And I was like, I'm sorry, Brian. I don't know what to do here. Brian, call your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is actually, like, it was so funny because it was this, like, mounting excitement throughout the whole night of, like, we're beating this fucking Elden. Yeah, and then whatever. Brian took a call from his girlfriend and went on mute while I and beat the game. And died in the final fight. And died in the <laughs> final fight. <laughs> which was awesome. It was disrespectful. No, I love that. That was actually great. That's part of my headcanon. Also, my sister fell asleep, so. Yeah, a lot, you know, so you know, it was a nice, like, soothing <clears throat> boss rush at the end there. But For yeah. me, it was a big life moment. Yeah, definitely. I, my favorite part was that when the invader... So we, we would play with Tantra's tongue on, mm-hmm. which means just, yeah, McCoy's, like, constantly... Well, the, the, McCoy's just in the back. McCoy didn't help... Well, McCoy helped Hurtful. with moral support and Hurtful. guidance. Hurtful. But technically, he did not play with me, right? It was Big Smash, Little Slash who played with me, not McCoy. Mm-hmm. So McCoy's just watching Well, because I can't. the I whole can't. time. Mm-hmm. And anytime we spawn, he's just like, Tantra's tongue. Mm-hmm. Put it, ta- so what the Tantra Tongue does is it like it just sends invaders into your world just yeah. constantly and so basically like it would all be fun in the games until these invaders would like try to go hit Elena basically like, everyone would be like emoting and stuff and some people like you know will emote back and then they'll mm-hmm. go for 1v1s and stuff like that and sometimes people will just it's like I don't know what has possessed them they just have no idea I guess of the culture that exists and potentially just no idea at all it feels inhuman where they just run straight at you and just swing in the midst of three people yeah and the reaction to that instantaneously is everyone just one-shotting that person yeah base match every little slash time. don't like that <laughs> no but it's like dude you can't swing a fucking ultra great sword in the presence of three people who can roll and they're all doing by the way they're all doing like an emote triangle you know what i mean they're like they're yeah, all on top of each other these crazy like emotes. gabe was doing that lay down emote where you like fully go like spread eagle on the ground and then brian and i would like squat on him yeah. Mostly. That was mostly what we had going People on. People love the squad. <laughs> Sometimes we would all like lean against like that what's that cool one where you like put your hand underneath your chin, you like lean. The edgelord one. Yeah, the, the one where you like lean one. against like a, a thing. Yeah. There was like back to back leans going on. So, like, we, we also would... had James in there for a while. James we had matching armor, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pretty that was simple. super fun. Brian wouldn't put on the matching armor, so therefore he was worse oh. than James. Yeah. Because with Aww. James we all had matching armor and that really pleased me. I think if, if Brian had to put on other armor, it probably just throws his build off. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's because yeah. yeah. But anyways, it was, yeah, it was fun. So there's a lot of invaders that were coming in and just, so the thing is like, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I'm ready for New Game Plus now. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that invader? But, was, but or, also you're not going to pick up the game ever again. I don't know. I kind of, so in like, in like complete honesty, I've now beat the game in a technical sense, but I was just talking to McCoy. I, I kind of want to go back in and, well, one... I missed an emote, which I'm very upset about. Lie down. I missed the full... It's not called lie down. It's called something else. Spread but it's the one you shit. get from the prawn guy, um, from the, bo- the boiled crab shack person. I missed it because oh, I was doing the quest Bogart line guy. for McCoy to get McCoy some items for PvP because he had missed it in his own, and I missed the emote. So I now need to new game plus to get the emote. But also, I kind of want to go in and do all like the open world stuff with the crew. With like James and Gabe or Gabe and Ryan, mm-hmm. and then I. Oh, so, I'm not even in the crew. 
quit. You're just going to watch. We all know you're just going to watch. Listen, I do that because then I can add, like, an extra person to the experience. But I, but, the, but the co-op limit is very small. Yeah, exactly. Right? You can only have two people. Can only so have two people. I, I do that in kindness to not split up the duos. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then I kind of, <laughs> but then I sort of want to 1v1 the bosses. Okay. Because... Like, for the most part, on my first playthrough, I did not want to be one of the bosses. There were a couple that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, um, who did I have to do? I don't know. Margot? Morgot. Maybe. Mar- one, of, one of those guys. Yes. Oh. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that Morgot, one you had to do. I, mm-hmm. I, I, thought, uh, I thought you could do co-op for Morgot. I think you can. Maybe but it's I not think, Morgot. Um, it's, it's the last version on, of on, him on. that you Spot. fight. So what it, I think what it is in this case was that the world story happens mm-hmm. and does not allow people in certain sections of later game to go help earlier game people. Think is what it is? Yeah. Oh, so because like yeah. I think James you were there for that one, right? James because James and yep. you had already beat him, basically they couldn't get in there. Okay. Pretty much. So I did that one by myself. That's that's I the did... non spoilery way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did Gideon off near by myself. But only because yet. Gabe stopped paying attention. Well, it's not that. He just, he just was like, listen, you can handle this one. Yeah, he did die all tabbed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but no, like, Gideon off here is fun because he, like, he operates like a person and he's very stunnable and very interruptible. Like, he has, like, what is kindly described as negative poise. So you pretty much just need to, like, yeah, hit he, him. Yeah, I destroyed him with Lion's Claw. It wasn't really a fair fight. Yeah, because Lion's Claw stuns a lot of people, like, pretty hard if you yeah. hit them. So, yeah. They're not supposed to, like... People in, are not supposed to just walk into Lion's Claw. Is that like the guy do. right before Horalu? Yeah. 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 Okay. He's the faith, intelligence, all-knowing. I actually think in right. some ways he kind of represents, like, what they ultimately want you to get to with this game. Which is, like, you know, the builds that you maybe get to at 150. You know, you have to, like, make choices. Like, maybe you're all strength. Or maybe you're, like, a hybrid player. But you're probably picking two damage stats at most. A three damage stat build probably doesn't feel very good. This is a very particular weapon or set of spells you want to use, but realistically, no, you'd much rather have like an 80 in some stat or something like that. But if you watch the pattern of what actually a lot of people have just been doing outside of like the PvP community that like likes to say capped at 150, is they just level and level and play and level and enjoy and like just get super, super strong. And I think he really like encapsulates that idea because he's like super epic on both magic trees. Mm-hmm maybe even has arcane i'm not sure but like you know he's just like he's all the stats in a lot of ways at least when it comes to magic yeah i think you can do like every spell essentially so like but that's ultimately i think what they want you to potentially do if you want to if you want to just play new game plus a bunch of times they just want you to like you know fuck it you don't have a build anymore you just have everything like enjoy you are the elden lord you have all knowledge so it's cool yeah um Hmm. that being said he is like a really pathetic fight especially on the, the beginning of the game like the first the first playthrough i mean to say yeah yeah but yeah, no. Oh, I also wanted to make sure. I actually don't remember what I rated Elden Ring, but if I rated it lower than a gold star, I'd like to revise my rating to mm-hmm. an official gold star because it was super fun. I really enjoyed playing it. Mm-hmm. I believe you did give it a gold star. I think I probably I'm did right now. Mm-hmm. Set the record straight. Yeah. Just uh, make it. You did. Okay. Yes, you did. Great. I just checking because it was definitely really fun to play co-op. Yeah, it was. It was a good experience. And I've been trying to slowly show that to people that like there are different ways to play the game that are fun because like I for my own self like had to and I do believe you can gain an immense amount of enjoyment from the single player experience if you enjoy that sort of thing. Um, Like and I think you can gain a lot of skill and all sorts of wonderful stuff but there's so many other ways to play the game too. It just depends on what you feel is 
like realistically like going to be the most fun for you and you know like for me i knew people getting me through bosses wasn't going to feel good for me at least the first time mm-hmm. but definitely helping them through bosses wasn't super fun i've been helping a bunch of people through bosses whenever they want which is fun and just now what the second you beat the game it really does feel like you've been released from your mortal coil where you just don't give a fuck anymore nothing matters anymore and you're just like oh shit like you want this item it's right here you want to go fucking do this yeah you need to get the medallion from this shit and that shit you might miss that but it's okay that's what the guides are for like we could fucking you know anything like what do you fucking want like let's fight this boss let's do triple scaling because triple scaling boss fights um obviously if you're gabe and brian's level it's like they're both on like new game plus three four something somewhere around three and four so like they've beat the game like multiple times over already like their their builds are insanely strong like the amount of endurance that gabe has to wield the fucking ridiculously heavy weapons that he does and all of his armor like that's just like it's just not normal um but like so so them facing ng plus or i guess ng zero or whatever them facing the normal first run is like kind of ridiculous i mean watching them just dumpster these bosses was horrifying um but i will say like if you guys are at the level and you have other people that are at the level or you go into new game plus a couple of times which i know it sounds insane to do that but once you've beaten it the first time you don't feel the need to look at everything you just go x y z done areas mm-hmm. checked next like you it's like it i mean it's got to be like i mean you could probably beat the game and like i think that they said the fastest they did it was six hours or something holy hell something really crazy um but so, like, when you're at the appropriate NG level, or if you guys are at the appropriate level for triple scaling, it's a really fun to face these, like, boss fights that way. Because yeah. it's, like, they like they have a lot more health. You can do, like, cooperative builds where you, people can have, like, range builds are more viable because they're not getting chased down by the boss all the time. Or, like, you can heal each other or buff each other. Or even just one person's got frostbite to make the boss vulnerable, 20% extra damage, and then another person's got bleed on top of that. And, like, you know, there's just different sort of cooperative things you can do. You can also trade aggro, of course. And then there's a lot of, like, tips and shit going around. Like, like that's one of my favorite things is, like, I, I think I told this to Brian, but I hope that he one day hears my appreciation for this because he likes to call moves that are tricky. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, first one coming, like, second stop after. And then you'd be like, second stop now. Like, you can just hear it on Discord. And, like, the whole – it's 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 fun to be in a system where someone's calling. Because then, like, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, second fucking stomp is coming. Everyone needs to roll as opposed to just getting caught by that and dying and ending your fucking run. And uh, so it's, it's like, all these tips. Like, yo, like, where do I need to hit this guy? Like, oh, hit these hind legs right here. This is where you need to be hitting. Don't hit up front because then you're going to hit by this move. And so, like, a lot of the knowledge gets shared in a really beautiful, like, sort of communal way as it becomes more of, like, a village fighting – this giant thing and it really is giant like it has so much more health and so much more and it also does like crazier moves too more often like mm-hmm. it'll do crazier aoe moves more often so it's kind of its own thing and it's 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 kind of there for either i guess people on their first playthrough like elena that just want to play that experience and that's what they come here to do or it's people that are experienced and want to like have a different thing that they can play with that still has their their same knowledge the knowledge of the boss fights the knowledge of the moves their knowledge of their toolkit the knowledge of everything but now they're like in an mmo experience almost like a like a little dungeon raid or something and there's like so it's just it's really fun it's really fun greatly mm-hmm. recommend yeah highly suggest cool. yeah and I, I don't know how into the um i guess the outer elden ring community you guys are but uh if any of you guys know dan geesling who's currently trying to fight millennia um, he's on te- attempt 1720 i think Yikes. um has not leveled his vigor whatsoever 
um, mm-hmm. chooses not to level vital or its vitality, but he chooses not to level vitality because chat told him he needed to, and he was like, "I'm never going to do this." And um, it's been fun. He uses Question lion's claw. <clears throat> he does use well. lion's claw. I will yeah. say that. And yeah, he's basically um, got a no-hit millennia, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, which by the way, people do all the time. Um, so apparently, this yeah. guy's not watching those strats either. No, well, he's... T- today he uh, interviewed uh, Let Me Solo Her to get some tips. Oh. <laughs> nice. Because he was just like, yeah, I Let need Me help. Solo Her is like, uh, what, he, use stats what he fundamentally to needs to do is analyze his gameplay, realize what he's doing wrong. He needs to just like watch one of his own videos, and then he'll just like, he'll like beat it next run. I swear to God. Like, because he'll realize that like he's distracted 90% of the time, he's not actually utilizing the moves <laughs> effectively he has one he has zero blue pots so he can use lion's claw like four times and then he's done um which he uses exclusively to get millennia to the second phase and then he's just out of those yeah um yeah. but he's seen like one move in the second phase probably because he just dies instantly every single time Yikes. he gets there yeah um, and i'll just tell you like this is the content machine that we live in. It's like when Tim the Tatman hadn't beat Fall Guys yet. It's yeah. like, it's mm-hmm. all that shit. Like, there's no incentive for this guy to be better because he's got That's true. all of the attention right now. But, like, his, his like, crouch poke, which is, like, ridiculously strong on that weapon, like, staggers millennia just by itself. So he could just, like, do that. He could just be safe and do that for the whole first half of the fight. And like, beat him, like consistently because he's. Well, she gets super armor on a few of her moves. Yeah, but that's true. But like, when she gets super armor on those moves, usually what he does is lion's claw her and then die. So, like, I feel like he could figure out something for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He yeah, should. look, I mean, I'd be happy to be on and give him some advice about Lion's Claw, but what I've discovered is that <laughs> after you Lion's Claw, the trick is not to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is get a lot of points in Dan Giesling's stream by betting against him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> until he does it. He shouldn't He shouldn't even watch, like, fucking Let Me Solo Her. He should, I mean, that's like a nice, like, community time, but he should watch the Soul Level Run, Soul Level 1 runners that do it have you mm-hmm. have you ever watched dan giesling before he's a fun streamer i have not he sounds like an idiot from this but i mean i believe you like i, <laughs> I, I mean I don't you're mean not to, like, wrong he's him. an idiot you're not wrong he's an idiot but he's a very entertaining idiot he That's actually great. he he won the tv show big brother like that was his claim to fame first before he became a streamer wow wild yeah that is wild so this yep. is all like a this is all pride from him versus chat because chat told him he should level health and so he just got triggered. Like is that really like where we are? Is that the core of this? Uh, sort of, but also he really loves these games and so he wanted the experience to last longer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he was like, yeah. he, he was just like yeah. having so much fun playing the game that he was like, screw it, I'm gonna do this, and then it became a point of pride. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I listen, I applaud that he at least has not quit yet. What's sad is I've seen people with these sorts of rules on themselves that quit, though, because they don't get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's, yep. like, the, the dangerous dark side. 
of this. But if yep. he's enjoying it, I mean, fuck, I mean, you know, <laughs> what else? I mean, can you? Really yeah, who ask? knows? It's been like it's been like a month, and he's still on Millennia. Like, mm-hmm. wow. But the stream number growth, pretty high. Yeah, I I think right? it might be high. Right. Yeah. It's like um the other one is uh fucking because uh, I was I mentioned the, but but the guy I'm actually thinking of is the Happy Hob. Mm-hmm. That's another guy who was like, "Oops, I threw my run right at the end because I've never had more viewership than this." <laughs> well, that one was too. Like, it was like right before Elden Ring came out, and he was like, "Ooh, I'm almost done with the whatever it was." Every Souls game back to back run, but he like somehow missed like you know magically beat it like I don't know hours before Elden Ring dropped, and was like, "Uh huh, yeah." Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just that's how also it goes. my favorite shit from him was him like nearly at the end of that run and then being like like literally like he had beaten everything up until that point it was like the five game one or whatever some giant list mm-hmm. and he's get this he has this huge swelling of like twitch chat people it's like 20k viewers are there everyone's like so excited and then he's like all right well it's um he's like he's like all right it's like 9 30 and you know i normally i watch tv right now so i'm gonna i'm gonna turn off the stream and i hope you guys all come back and we're like what the fuck <laughs> We've been sitting here for like three hours to see if you can fucking do this. We're all supporting you, and he's just like, "Yeah, but you know, I think I'm, I think I'm good." And he's just like, he just, he just drew out the last hour, as if he was like answering emails at the end of a long day. Like it was fucking disgusting. My God, it's like you know when you're in the office and you're just like, "Well, so I'm supposed to work till X hours, but I'm burned out already. I guess I'll just sort of phone it in." And it was like that with his magical moments. That was pretty nice. Did we come back after that, Elena? Did we? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we ever saw him finish the run. Yeah, I don't think we ever came back after that. That was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's my Elden Ring Corner update for the week. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm trying to think of, like, a transition into Subnautica, and I'm coming up blank, so I'm just going to say transition. Nice. Transition. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, like... Yeah, no. Something about like mentally being underwater trying to find the transition or something. I don't know. You're, <laughs> you're, you're the, drowning uh, trying to find the transition. We just do the, the traditional one. That this is the Tyranny of Thumb Gaming Podcast, a gay podcast where we play a game together every week and then we talk about it. Did you say a gay podcast? I don't know, McCoy. I it sounded like a gay lo- podcast. You know what? You don't want to call the host for, you know. We played Subnautica, you guys, for the first week. That's right. We're playing it for uh-huh. more than one week. We played the first week of Subnautica. We're uh-huh. still in Raphael's block. This is the final game. It's Subnautica. Raphael, take it away. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's throwing. Uh, He's throwing. <laughs> yeah. I'm throwing? Yeah. So I guess, like, for Subnautica, I thought this was one of the games that was more feasible to, like, really get a lot of progress in. Uh, in a one or two week time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. other ones are a lot more open-ended. Um, one Green Hell, I guess, is fairly close-ended, but it's longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easier to get like lost in, I think. Uh, so, yeah. I'm curious to hear about how Subnautica has been going for you guys. And so let me give a little right. preface All right. before we get into it, yeah? Okay. A little bit, which is that <clears throat> you this has got a... Job. I'm sorry? Nothing. Keep going. Excuse me. My bad. Sorry. No, I I did real. I'm sorry. Don't make me turn your uh, mic off there. (laughs) I'm sitting by the the button. Although the thing is, which button would it really be? But okay. Um, No, but so this has got to be the game out of all of this that I feel like on the outside, I've heard about the most. 
mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to this. <laughs> and I've heard great fucking things. Like, a lot of people love Subnautica. Not only people that we know, which is, like, always the best litmus test, but also, of course, people online, too. Like, everything seems to, like, come together being like, yo, Subnautica is awesome. Mm-hmm. I know Elena had played it some many years ago. 2019, I checked. Hmm. Yeah. A very different age of of gamerdom from you. Yep. Um, She was an Elden Lordess. No, I was a mere baby lowercase g gamer. Yeah, that was when you just used Lady. I think I think the term is lady. I know, but I just hate the name lady. Yeah, I'm not into it. (laughs) I want to be a lordess. I don't want to be a lady. Oh. How about just go with Lord? Yeah, I think Lord would be fine. Mm, Lord has also Elden Lady just sounds hilarious. Yeah, Elden Lady really not the same. Why doesn't Elden Lord sound as Elden insane Maiden? As Elden Lady question does? mark. Elden no, Maiden. Elden Maiden is like also not the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but 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 okay. But that aside, right? Like Subnautica, seriously, like as to, I feel like it's the one that was closest in this genre, at least for me, but maybe for a lot of people here if they haven't played it already. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like good prefacing because it's like probably realistic. A lot of people out there have also heard of Subnautica too. Yeah, Zoe and James, did either of you yeah. guys played this game pre podcast? So, no, but what I was going to say was I heard a lot about this game, but it was always in the context of scary games. Like, Uh I think it was brought up for a scary games block. Like, I think the first year we did this podcast, I think this game was brought up. Um, But also, like, whenever I would see any, like, Twitch streamer do, like, a Halloween stream, like, sometimes they would be playing Subnautica, being, like, Subnautica's scary. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's kind of the only context I really heard this game was, like, oh, Subnautica, it's a scary game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, oh, lord, what am I getting myself into? And, I mean, prior to playing this game, I never thought that I had, um, what's it called, like, thalassophobia like the fear of the of the fear of water open water but i think after playing this game i think i might have a little bit of that because this game's kind of terrifying at times yeah yeah i actually don't i can't even imagine not having a fear of water like it's just like dude do you know how like okay okay maybe this is why Maybe because Zoe can swim, she can move at a moderate pace in water. Mm-hmm. But I would say that is not even good enough, even if you're fucking great at that. Like, humans are so fucking slow in the water by ourselves. Like, we are just dead. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you're just dead in the water. And I think that is worthy of fear. Yeah. That, that's my mm-hmm. assessment. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have two points for this. First point is that I have some required viewing homework for us for next week. I think it's better the second week, but this was the first game that I, like, watched YouTube videos about, and I don't remember telling why, but I have a YouTube video for all of us about um, Subnautica and the difference between terror and horror that I remember watching three years ago and being like, this is genius. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it holds up. I know we've had discussions about terror versus horror before on the podcast that didn't go great, but I think this will be refreshing. (laughs) Um, So just... (laughs) keep that in the back of your mind for next week but i also i was the first thing that i noticed when i booted this game up again this time was how differently i play now yeah as a more experienced gamer like i remember the first time i played this game being absolutely terrified of everything i would not go out at night ever um i was really scared of the first um kind of like predator creatures that you meet the stalkers the ones that Mm -hmm. are kind of they're kind of like crocodile like yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like immediately like outside of your escape pod too. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they're yeah. all the over first the thing one did when I exited was bite me, and I was like, "Well, fuck this game." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, so I I was so scared of them. I would like would not go over there. I was really just like ter- I was so terrified. And this time I am just I'm a much more confident gamer. Where like I'll go pretty much right up to them and be like, "Yeah, don't fuck with me." Mm-hmm. Um, I just play really differently in this this era of capital G gaming now that I'm Elden Lord. Yeah, that's what I think (laughs) it is, dude. I think it's just like you've just become, you've found who you are as a gamer. And all these years I've been trying to bring you to the light, to the honor, to the like blue lightsaber wielding motherfuckers out here. You can have a green one if you really work for it, if you're Mm -hmm. sort of a master. But you're like... If I have a red one, I can force choke people and teabag them. That sounds way better. <laughs> and I think that's just who you are. I, I have think not time. teabagged a stalker yet. Yeah, but if you could, you would. And I feel like that's essentially what going up to them and being like, what, motherfucker, is. It's essentially like the underwater version not of Not even that. I've just discovered they don't, like, bug me as, you know, as much as I thought. I was just, you know, they don't necessarily mess with you unless you're really close to them. Hmm. Um they they they're protective of their titania yeah they like yeah they like their metal oh. and they're much more aggressive at night i still don't go out at night because fuck that shit it's scary out there it is scary out there yeah i hear that yeah, yeah. And lights mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think the big thing too is that this game really just kind of throws you into the ocean and just asks you to survive. Like, all you're given at the beginning of this game is a fire extinguisher to put the fire in your escape pod out. But then otherwise, like, you, like, open up your little HUD and all it is is, like, okay, you need to build a repair kit, you need to look at your rations, you need to heal yourself. But then otherwise, it's just kind of, like, venture out. And I know Raphael was saying... Uh, prior, like, he was just like, okay, it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment because you get out there and you don't have a lot of air, obviously, Mm -hmm. to dive all that long. So you just kind of have to start exploring and just kind of, at least how I played, was just pick up anything that was pickupable. I was just like, okay, that's clickable. Picking up, picking up, And then you have 150 of those fucking, like... The acid mushrooms. The acid mushrooms. And you're like, I had so many eggs, like alien eggs. And I was like, this is worthless right now. I should Uh, really drop these. So I have like a nice little like egg nest outside of my escape pod where I've just dropped like 15 eggs. (laughs) Oh, I have a bunch of those. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I actually put them in the fucking, there's like a, there's like a. A coral tube. Yeah, a coral tube. I put them in the tube, bro. Ah. Think about that. That way they can't get away. has like an egg slide sort of situation. (laughs) Yeah. It's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's just, but I think it's what's really interesting is like this game, right? Like I do love the scary prefacing because I also heard that too. And then it's one of those, like you hear it, but then you, you feel like it's a spoiler, but then you don't actually know what it is. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. You and, still haven't found it yet. Yeah, I know. The so real scaries. I get it. But it's like, it's, I'm sitting there and I'm like trying not to communicate to other people. They'll be like, yo, I heard some Nautica's good. And I like want to warn them about the scary, but then I don't know how to not. And it's all that weirdness, but. So, I mean, like, personally, like, when I brought it up and you guys mentioned scary, I was like, I I guess? Like, there's scary <laughs> moments in it, kind of. But to mm. me, like, I really don't think of it as a scary game. Yeah. And, and that's definitely how you were selling it mm-hmm. to us. And I was like, that doesn't sound like how I've heard about it. But also, that does look like what it is, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. It is. I really like the look of Sonica. Yeah. I, I, it's, yeah. 
Yo, like at night it's beautiful too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but night's scary. I'm not going out there. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, everything I lights up. I but also agree. the music. I have a note right here that says that music though. <laughs> um, because just as you're diving, like just suddenly this, I don't even know how to describe it, but it just like starts pumping in your ears and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go on an adventure. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, I'm getting bit. Okay, never mind. Or like <laughs> I encounter those stupid explodey fish that run at you with that awful noise. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't. I still don't know how to get away from those things, and they fuck my shit up I every time. I feel like one time I interacted with it with the grab button, and that worked, but I can't confirm this, so I might be talking on my ass, but I, I'm trying to figure out a way to deal with them. It's a fever dream. You blacked out. I was like, yeah. it just like, I did, yeah, you I just, just like back up, right? You just back up as well, fast as you can. But if you can't back <clears> up <throat> fast enough, then you're just caught. So like, I, I want, oh yeah, for sure. I want to say either like he just missed me. But because he wasn't in my inventory afterwards. No, yeah, you didn't actually grab him. I didn't actually grab him, but was it like a to like destroy? I don't know. I think I'm. Did you guys knife, scan but... them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm pretty them. sure it says that, like, what you want to do is like stun them or something like that. Mm. Um, and I I don't have stun tech yet. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like maybe it's just a a wait. Till later game. I just run away from them. Mm -hmm. Or actually, I just I run backwards while scanning them. Mm -hmm. Can you scan things? <laughs> more You're like than the once? guy who has so. his iPhone out during a natural disaster. <laughs> yeah, being chased by a crazy bear, but you're dude. recording the whole thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> dude, yeah, we can't wait to look asking. back on this video and watch someone get <clears throat> eaten in slow motion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you can't scan something more than once, can you though? No. 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 Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it depends. Like tech, some tech requires a certain number of scans to get the blueprint yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like actual organisms, no. Like you just scan them yeah. once. Yeah, and then with the tech, if you scan it after you've already gotten all of them, you just get titanium from it. But it has to be a separate piece of it. It can't be, you can't just scan the same one over and over again. But like if you find- Right, doesn't it disappear after you scan? Yeah. 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 Scannable tech. But like you'll find um, beacons for like, You'll find, like, t I don't know how many there are in the game, but definitely more beacon pieces than you need. And so then if you keep scanning them, you just get titanium from them, mm. Mm. which is mm. nice. But, like, quickly back to the scary concept, though. Like, I feel like the fact that it's the the end of a block of games of similar type has mm -hmm. actually reduced the scariness for me because I feel more equipped to understand what the fuck is going on. Like, I'm not just like, oh, God, how do I survive? I'm like, well, I'm going to need to, like, put resources together in this. Or, like, like I've been practicing. Do you know what well, I mean? For weeks. I feel like mm -hmm. in like, terms of pure survival, this, to me, is the easiest one. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. has anyone died? Or, Astroneer, like, had trouble? Astroneer was probably the easiest. Oh, okay, that's right. But... Mm -hmm. Then again, I did die in Astroneer more I than died I died a whole this Yeah, game. right? That's like, more than, but that's like fall damage or some shit. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. Because <laughs> I think like the actual survival mechanics of like water and food in Subnautica are pretty easy to fulfill. I think, yeah, mm -hmm. once you figure out how to, I guess, make water, which is hilarious because it's like I, your survival I was water. born knowing how to make water. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> But, um, like, yeah, I mean, it's not that, I mean, especially once you learn that you can pick up bladder fish and those just easily can be made into filtered water. Like, right. it did take me a very long time to figure out that you can grab fish when they swim in front of you. Hmm. Like, I honestly hmm. think I was, like, an hour into the game before I figured that out. Hmm. And I was eating, what was I eating? 
I think I ate just both of my rations and I was nearly dying of hunger by the time I figured out that I could catch a fish. And I was like, well, actually what I did as I walked up to a bigger fish, I knifed it to death, but you can't pick it up afterwards. And I was like, oh no. well, how am I supposed to eat? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. And then the, like a little fish swam in front of me and I saw the interact button. I was like, oh shit. Well, sorry, rabbit fish. I murdered you. <laughs> like, your corpse, corpse is just floating in the water there. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, you have to assert dominance somehow. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. I did try to assert dominance to the stalkers. Um, they yeah. did injure me quite a bit. Yeah, mine just but kept like, running. But, like, also... Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, like, I hit it with a knife and then just kept running. I was like... Yeah. How many times I, did I hit that I, thing? I more, like, ran towards it with the knife being like, how many hits do you take before you die? And then I did five times and I was like, okay, never mind. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Let's just be That friends. being said, like... This game is, I guess, forgiving, at least in the sense of um, not necessarily with food and water, but at least forgiving with the first aid, like health mechanic, yeah. only because you have a first aid generator in your escape pod that I think generates a first aid kit like every, I don't know, five or so minutes, it seems. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like no matter what, you can always depend on using that, you know, resource yeah. to at least keep your health up i think you also heal over time slightly right am i making that up i don't know maybe I it's don't know. pretty small so <clears throat> yeah mm -hmm. yeah i didn't notice it but like i think it, it's like it's surviving is like one of the parts of this but they I f it really does feel like you want to get like surviving going and then mm -hmm. you want to like, and I feel like a lot of these games have this. It's like once you kind of stabilize, then there's the rest of the game and how much mm -hmm. they put in that like late game. And I, I mean, I don't know, like a late game sounds ridiculous for this part because it's like, it's like mid game. You're surviving and chilling because you're just like, I'll just grab dinner on the way home. That's why you described it to me. Just grab yeah, dinner on the way home. Yeah, that's what I do. Because I'm like storing dinner and, and shit. On the and way then, home, I grab a couple of fish for dinner. Yeah, I'm like storing cooked things and then they're like like dehydrating me and just like weird things are happening and then i'm like but i'm still like totally fine and then you're just like just grab it on the way home I'm like oh okay yeah yeah just uber eats it um but yeah like so like but then there's kind of the rest of the game you know what i mean it's like and then and so i feel like you get there pretty fast in this game um which is nice i mean i don't know it just it's just, it's just a choice um i feel like that's like they didn't want surviving to be like the hardest part about it necessarily whereas like don't starve is like I mean, apparently there's an end game that Raphael is telling us about once you once you stabilize, but I didn't even get. Yeah, but we all yeah, game is fashion lot. souls, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And so yeah, so it kind of it, it's like it's rather like it's that style of mechanism is like the engine and the skeletal structure for mm -hmm. like what's coming next. So that's like that's that's cool and interesting. Like it feels like it's propelling you forward into exploring and just you know looking in deeper caves and just trying to figure out more stuff. So that's that's all pretty cool so far james did you, wait, wait wait sorry before we go on further did you had you played this game before no i had not um i'd definitely heard about it heard a lot of good things um heard that there was some uh scary <clears throat> scariness to it um especially like if you are afraid of sharks or something um you will not like this game at all um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, mostly just super positive 
things about the game. It's just not one that I had picked up yet. Okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So that's, that's kind of like level setting for us. We have this one friend named, named Michael who loves this game. Loves it. And hopefully we will be able to play with him. We didn't. We weren't able to arrange it this week. But hopefully we will next week. But like... All I now thinking about this, all I can tell him, and I will tell this in Tim in person, is he needs to play Outer Wilds, and that's just mm. like it feels like so obvious. It's like not even. It's almost like I wasn't even gonna say it, but like if you're out there listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, so I got through the Elden Ring part and that was annoying, but here we are for Subnautica, <laughs> and you're here, um, because you're like, I love Subnautica, dude. You should play Outer Wilds also, because like, it does have like a similar like go explore the world vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I like it in both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just interesting. That's the most immediate connection that I would definitely say you, you have to try. Um, but I would just say, at least for me, like, you know, I'm, this is like the least, these are all the most out of my genre, you know, games. But this is like the, the closest somehow. Not entirely sure how. Has maybe six so far, so that's nice. Um, but I've just been enjoying it. It's just been fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've just been like, I don't know. It's something about it, like the, the underwater stuff. I think I actually like it. It works. It's so me. beautiful. I mean, I really do. Like, I like just swimming around in this game. Like, I don't get tired of... And there's different, like, biomes or different... I don't know what you call them exactly, but, like, different areas of the game that you discover as you keep going. And definitely, like, just in the starting area, you kind of see, like, a couple of different ones. There's, like, your real starting area, and there's, like, the place with the big creep vines where the stalkers live, and then there's other stuff around. Um, <laughs> but even just, like, I could swim around the starting area just and be happy for a long time. It's just pretty. There are fish everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I played this game for six hours this week. Um, and I actually think about four of that was just spent mainly in that starting area. I mean, a lot of it, these games kind of make me feel like I'm like very dumb when it comes to survival crafting. But only because it's like, I, I it took me a very long time to figure out a lot of the mechanics with this game. But also like... And I think that's where I go with this game being very forgiving. It's like, if it takes you a very long time to figure out that there's a lot of different kinds of tech that you can scan, like, you can survive a very long time, like, almost indefinitely. Yeah. Before you even figure that that out. That's what I noticed Mm. with... Mm. So when I first... When we first went to go start playing this game, I first... I had to find it. I was like, where did I play? Because it's not in my Steam. It's not in McCoy's Steam where the fuck do we play this game? So it turns out it was not my epic. It's McCoy's epic game. This is where I originally played it. And so I booted it back up and was looking around being like, what was I? I had played for like 15 hours, but I had gotten not really that far. And so it was like very clear to me that like looking at it, that I had played for a long time and not understood anything that was happening. And like really just hadn't really understood games like i hadn't understood this <laughs> genre like hadn't known what to do and was just kind of but like just survived for a really long time like going out and getting fish and going out and making water but like hadn't really made any advanced tech hadn't figured out how a lot of things worked um and so it was fun restarting and like playing again just having some back knowledge and being like okay here we go this is how we play the game um and i made way more headway really quickly Um, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely it's so yeah it's so forgiving in terms of if you don't know what you're doing it really doesn't matter like the story doesn't progress like nothing bad happens you're just hanging out fishing 
like I was nervous that when when the like ship next to you has like a meltdown and there's like radiation I was like oh this is the mechanic that forces me down the path you know so that I move forward but no like and it's not just that it's like so forgiving it's like it is it is absolutely designed for like kind of meeting you at your journey in -hmm. games like I feel like because you're like oh wow I'm so glad I progressed so much more this time and that's awesome and like for you and you're definitely like way more advanced but at the same time like I recall you being like having a ton of fun last time I loved this game last time yeah so it's good for both and I think that's what's like that's the real like magic of a game like this is mm-hmm. I feel like it really does like like I I feel like this is one of those you can recommend to almost anyone because it's just like mm-hmm. it's gonna meet you where you are and then you can grow from there and you can take your time and it's all good yeah um whether that's fast or that's slow and I like I think back a lot about like when like just different styles of like approaching games and like different styles of approaching like because, you know, when we're, when we're doing a block of all these, right, we can see the similarities right away. And they're like, okay, I wonder if strategies that I've used, like, last week or the week before could apply to this. And they can. Um, like, you're thinking about, like, oh, interesting. If I, like, turn this these two things into this one resource, that's, like, reducing a stack. So that's nice for inventory. Like, you know, you're thinking about these sorts of things. You think about, like, how do th- these are the types of things. Like, for example, like, if you turn it into the bladderfish into water, right, then the water doesn't go bad. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So you see, like, okay, like I can turn it into water, and then we're good. And then maybe I'll just, you know. So you you start to figure this stuff out, but there's there's not a pr- innate pressure to necessarily do that in such a way that like forces you to min max super hard. It really is about just like coming up with whatever system like works for you, and then just slowly going further from there and just enjoying it along the way. You know, however many <laughs> floating storage things you need, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that's my main thing. Like. I have a bad habit of just whenever there's something interactable, I pick it up always. And so as a result, it has led to just me having just crammed inventory all the time. And I do try to like, you know, condense it down by crafting. You know, obviously if I pick up scrap metal, I'll like make it in a titanium or whatnot. But then it's like, then I have just a shit ton of titanium as a result. So I think I have like, honestly, 10 storage lockers like right outside my base that I'm like okay, these three are for ore, these three are for, like, whatever, because I just, I can't help but just always feel like, you know, I already have 20 creep weeds. I need, like, 10 more. I don't know why. I just need 10. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're rare. I mean, yeah, when I got the, uh, the blueprint for the, I don't know, the freaking, the, the machine that drags you around in the ocean yeah sea mm-hmm. glide mm-hmm. yeah the glide like all i needed was a battery because i had just everything else just stacked in my inventory <clears throat> we're gamers um, we're hard we're hardcore yeah, yeah. inventory that grabber. was something that i think i because i we had just played so many survival games in a row when i booted up sedonica again and started a new game i was like really primed and ready to just like go forth collect all the stuff Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I also have, like, f- somewhere between 10 and 15, like, labeled storage containers directly below uh, You know what I think it is? My thing. I think it's, um, it's, it's latent trauma from Don't Starve. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Which, that one's hard. <laughs> exactly. So you better, you better get on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just really so, set up and ready. Yeah. Did anybody get to building a base? Not t- so much, I but I've been thinking about it. have a habitat foundation. I um, haven't done it this playthrough. Do, do you have any recommendations around, like, where I do that? Do you know what I'm saying? 
I have um, I don't know enough about my environment to really know where I want to settle. But like near the pod or thoughts? Um Well, so I mean I guess there's it's it's not a big deal, I guess, wherever you put it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There are know. like some features that are nice to be near, but you don't really need to be near them. Like I don't know. I'm I'm trying like, to like avoid right near a yeah, Leviathan. Yeah. Follow your bliss, man. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> man. Yeah. Right, got it. <laughs> I do I remember last time I played this game, absolutely hating the base building. And I'm really curious to base build again and see what I think. But mm. that's just, mm. that's all I remember. Is, that's all I remember is that that was essentially when I quit the game was when I had to start base building. And I was like, this is ho- horrible. Hmm. So I'm, I haven't started, I haven't done it again, this playthrough, but I'm curious. Well, it's, it's definitely nice from a storage perspective. Oh yeah. The wall lockers and shit. Mm-hmm. And like lockers. Mm-hmm. That makes sense mm. to me. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe but I should def- condense my twenty storage lockers into maybe a big storage locker. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. The the first time I played, I did the same thing of just like having a bunch of floating storages, and then I got into base building, and then I was like, I don't really have anything to do with these anymore. Yeah. I guess I'll just fill them with eggs. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I like that everybody just has a, a well, lot of eggs. And there's those eggs yeah. that like take up larger slots. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And did you guys, like, right when you got the iPad, did you, like, read all of the descriptions of things you have blueprints for? Yes. Um, I religiously read read everything. There's, like, an aquarium that you just have access to. Fuck yes. Yeah, I think you have to put it in the base, though. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. definitely have to put it in the base. But it's, like, that's an introduction to this game. It's, like, yeah, you're going to be able to build an aquarium in your base and like it's pretty clear that like i think that's what you get the eggs for is like to make your own like habitats oh shit and then it's like yeah but don't try and breed uh your fish in this aquarium that's something else (laughs) you're like oh shit i love how it's like hey man you better fucking survive shit's fucked up out there but you can build an aquarium if you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For sure. That's what I think. Yeah. One of the early like big pieces of wreckage you can go through. Oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's early. One of the first ones that I found. You're like going around. And it's like really deep, and it's like you know your oxygen gets like beeping at you that you're low. Um, but I'm going around, and everything's like exploding, and there's sand sharks everywhere. And I'm just going around scanning, like, what appears to be really important stuff, like a coffee maker and other pieces. And then it's just a lot of potted plants. I was like, fuck yeah. I will be needing these to make my aesthetically pleasing millennial habitat Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Just potted plants everywhere. You're researching, like, how many, The plants are actually not just aesthetic. Yeah, that's what I thought they remembered is that you can, like, grow cool stuff in them. But it was also just funny. It's like, I was like... It was just very, it was a very intense session of trying to scan everything before I died to sharks. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of plants, a lot of potted plants. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just like, I like, you know, it's been really weird. It's been like a psychological thing that's been kind of plaguing me, like me lightly. But like, I feel like I'm a little harder on myself with these new survival games because mm-hmm. it's like, I want 
I want to play them optimally, but then I'm not allowing myself to just be super, not inoptimal, but as optimal as I do understand at that time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm That's like. That's the problem I'm having. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So how's that manifesting for you? Are you just being like, shit, like I'm not even doing this right? Like, are you tempted to look shit up or like. What? I'm tempted to like restart my playthrough. Okay. Like, I, I was yeah. tempted a couple times to restart my playthrough, but again, like I, I have to like kind of get through that mental block of like, no, this game's very forgiving. Like just because I've wasted a couple of days like figuring this stuff out doesn't mean I've like penalized myself. I'm missing story and missing side quests, you know, because <laughs> going back to, I'm coming from Elden Ring, mm-hmm. which is like, if you don't do this specific action at this specific time, you've just yeah. completely botched the quest. It will never, you, <laughs> But not only have you fucked gone. the quest, like, you fucked, like, for some reason, like, someone next to you's quest as well. Like, somehow, like, exactly. yeah, or, like, exactly. your neighbor in real life now can't play Elden Ring or something. It's just, like, it's <laughs> spread. It's, yeah. it's going through that trauma right there, for sure. But, yeah. like, and so when I mean to say, like, I'm, like, I feel really dumb playing this game, it's just that I... I don't know. I, I come to these like conclusions with a lot of things. Like the first, uh, the first, I guess, transmission that you get from a down pod, and mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. the beacon out there that you can swim to. They're like, "Oh, we have a down pod." I swim all the way out there. I see the down pod, and then before even going into it, I was like, "Shit." I need to repair this thing. So I go all the way back, grab my repair tool, (laughs) go Mm. all the way back to the pod. And I'm like, wait, there's nothing to repair here. Oh, there's tech to scan. Okay. I see. But like, but also I never figured out that, um, tech could be scanned. I guess there's different pieces of tech to be scanned because when I had, when I finally got the scanner, I scanned like a piece of like junk metal and I, because I was under the thought of, okay, you scan everything once, like, it's gone. I never thought to, like, continue going through the rubble to scan anything more after that. Mm-hmm. I was honestly just swimming around a lot of the time. And that stuff I did end up having to... Actually, no, I think I was just swimming and I was like, that looks like something important. Yeah. And then I looked and then I scanned it and I was like oh yeah. this is how i get blueprints yeah like i see and i think it does also makes... have an indicator somewhere on the screen it's got like a little spinning yep. scan thing yeah bottom uh, right. when you're mm-hmm. mousing yeah, which over i never noticed be before yeah mccoy was showing it to me it's very useful mm-hmm. but i had i had never what noticed it because it's, 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 it's there Wait, so regardless of whether or not you have the scanner that's out what I'm trying it to does that? yes yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah oh i i guess i didn't really see that i I guess i'll have to look for it and that is a dope indicator yeah (laughs) it's definitely not in a place where i ever look in games bottom right yeah bottom right Hmm. okay but but like Mm. what when you guys are saying this it's like it's like i'm starting to understand like okay here bear with me with this but it's like when you're thinking about like the goal of a game like this one of which is to have these like epiphany moments this like genius like aha Mm -hmm. that's how that works and it feels like in order to have that that spike in understanding you have to have the deficit first so i feel like that feeling stupid that you're describing zoe is what's required to have the aha moment Mm -hmm. in a way and i feel like that's just a process yeah does that make sense no i mean definitely and like i i feel like this is just stemmed from Again, like, experience of playing similar type games. I mean, 
I'll have to admit, like, this whole survival block has been a struggle for me just because I do like to think of things optimally. And when I'm new to things, I don't like doing things unoptimally. You know, I'm like, I'm the Stardew Valley player who tries to complete the community center on year one, no mm -hmm. questions asked, like, all the time. And so coming into a game where I know none of the systems, like, it's very hard for me to get back into that, like, new player quote-unquote mindset of like I don't know what any of these resources do or like how to even really try to play this game when it doesn't give me a lot of guidance and so yeah it's like very hard for me to not just want to like up and you know reset my entire save file or like you know look up a guide online because you know clearly this is inefficient or something like that like I'm really trying hard with Subnautica to like play in the moment and it, so far, like, it's it's successful, but it's taken, like, a surprising amount of, like, mental effort from me to be like, this is fine. We're fine. We're suffering, <laughs> but we're fine. We're <laughs> like, going to make I'll through figure it. this yeah. out. It's not going to be perfect, but we're going to make it through. No, totally. And actually, like, this makes me now more curious about, actually, Raphael in particular. Like, for the person who is an expert in this block, like, what's your approach? Like, do you enjoy the process of, like of like not knowing or are you someone who's like looking up wikis right away or like what's your approach to a game like this i'm curious um i guess a little bit in the middle i i definitely enjoy the process of not knowing and like the initial moment of like just like picking up things and trying to figure out how everything works like that process is really enjoyable to me um because like uh, i i like to some extent like the idea of trying to optimize for things resonates with me a lot like I, I do that a lot in games sure but i also really enjoy the process of figuring out how and what to optimize mm -hmm. yeah um and so that's what survival games do a lot i guess a lot more um so yeah and then usually there's a certain point where it's like it's harder to find the <laughs> gaps in my knowledge and then i start looking stuff up a bit um and then getting like a more complete picture picture and then then i do the like full optimization i guess mm -hmm. yeah no but like that that's just like and that makes total sense to me but like it's just interesting to think about these sorts of things because like i feel like that's a really fun way to approach this sort of stuff but i like because it's okay this is kind of similar in some ways these sorts of games are kind of similar in some ways to things that i might do in some work projects you know what i mean like i might need to optimize something or i might need to like understand a system and think about how to do it best and it's I've been, what's been really interesting to me is like the the joy of trying to figure things out is fun in games but it's not fun in work like in the same <laughs> way or it is so that you you have to be careful with how much time you take do you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah i've thought about this a lot because it is very common for games that i play to be accused of being like work <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so I think really the key difference is that games are designed for achievable objectives. And so it's like, yes, they're, the structure of it may be similar to work, uh, but you know that like you just need to like figure out a little bit more and then everything will fit together. Whereas like in work, it's like you could go down a rabbit hole for a day or two and come out with nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and games don't usually do that. Yeah, and they, they almost, like, really try to, like, not do that. They try to, like, string their rewards in some sort of manageable pattern, maybe closer <laughs> at first and further away later, but, like, some sort of pattern mm -hmm. like that. And, yeah, I, I when you say that, I have also thought about that when it comes to work because it's, like, 
you just get a grab bag of tasks. Some of them are ridiculously hard and some of them are ridiculously easy. And it sometimes, you know, there's no order. It's not like, well, now you get yeah. step two. That's what I, when I first. Nobody thought about the progression of work. Like, that's what I'm totally saying. <laughs> it feels <laughs> totally <laughs> unmanaged. Like, who designed this? <laughs> like, no, but I thought about that a lot out of college because I was like, yo, how am I supposed to know how to fucking do this? Like, where was the, like, whole course? Tutorial. This feels like the end of a of a semester you know what i mean and they're just like yeah but you have to do this and then the next thing they would sign would be like the easiest thing i've ever done like i could have done this before any learning of anything so you're just sort of like oh and like i don't know i've also found that that is why interestingly if we're going to keep it to the to the work concept for at least a second that's why i've also become both very comfortable at the job that i've been at forever because out of the the random span of difficult tasks that they'll send at me like I can now achieve all of them pretty much guarantee, mm-hmm. right? So like my skill is not necessarily being pushed as much these days, but it's because my skill sits on top of the range of difficult tasks that they're sending me and I'm like at the top of it. And that's both very comforting and also not really pushing me to grow either. And I've been thinking about that a lot, right? In terms of like what would it take to, to grow and you know humans like to grow and stuff like that. But just interesting how all of these, these things um, sort of play into each other because like a lot of these video games that, Raphael has seen other people accuse of as work definitely have a lot of this intentional fun progression and skill growth in mind in there and I even think like like a game like Subnautica like does as well it just Mm -hmm. what's really interesting that I've seen about this game is that it it has that for like essentially all skill levels and maybe when you're at like a super high skill level maybe it doesn't have it in the same way but what I mean to more say is like like new to to medium to who knows can like get into this game and all somehow find like a reasonable ramp and i i just i like i really like want to commend this game for for how many times it has shown up that some random person has just been like yo i played this game i don't play too many games but i played this game and it's awesome and i just look at that like that is super rad like Mm -hmm. that is super rad and then it's like i'm turning to them for advice on how to do this and what their experience might have been was they took, you know, as long as they wanted to get to where they wanted to get to, but now they've got a good system and it's going and it's working. And I just think that, like, that's just, like, a joyous thing. Like, that, to me, as an outsider, has always been, like, exciting. So I'm, like, I, I don't know. I'm just excited to, to like, I, like for instance, I want, I want to know about Michael's system. Like, what's, what's he up to, how he mm-hmm. does it? Because he, like, in his own actual life, explores nature a lot in a real way. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm just curious how that translates. Um but anyways, yeah. Anything people want to jump on? I, I sort of tangent a little bit, but anything people want to talk about in terms of like any other ideas about even connecting to work and stuff like that? Because I, I do think about that stuff a lot. And I think it's it's relevant here for this block. Uh, um, I mean, I guess I don't have stuff in that line with that, but I am a little curious, like what biomes did you guys find and mm-hmm. what, what have you seen of the, the world of mm-hmm. the game so far? Nice. I mean... I think, like, one thing that kind of started playing into that, like, thalassophobia that I was talking about was, like, I don't know, just going into sections where it's just, like, big open expanses of water Mm -hmm. and then hearing, like, what sounds like whale whistles or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And then, like, looking up and just seeing these huge ass things. I don't even know what to call them. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. Uh, reef backs. Yeah. And and that's ex- that makes so much sense. I haven't 
gathered up the courage to actually swim towards one and scan it yet. I've just kind of kept my distance because I'm like, what if it just starts jumping at me? I yeah. don't know if I could handle that. But I have noticed that when you surface, you see the backs like as little islands across mm -hmm. the horizon. Um, so they're like, there's been that. Like I've experienced biomes where there's like the little diving, or I guess like more like burrowing sharks that like attack you and are very aggressive. The sand I, sharks, yeah. I don't like those whatsoever. But like, yeah, I, I think, and I'll credit the sound design to this, but just a lot of what I think makes the experience of this game so... Like, we, we're talking about horror and terror, but I think for me it's just more uneasiness. Mm -hmm. But, like, the sound design, and especially that first-person perspective, um, it actually harkens a lot back to Green Hell as well, where it's like you're swimming and then you suddenly just hear a noise behind you. And you don't know if that sound is you being in danger or just something, like, interacting behind you with an earshot. Like... I never realized that the stalkers don't always attack you. They're attacking, like, other creatures around you as well. Like, yeah. they'll snap at a fish and it kind of disintegrates. So, like, I'll be swimming and the first couple of times I was, like, diving, I would hear it just kind of snap and snarl behind me. And I'd be like, oh, shit, it's coming for me. But it's like, no, it's just attacking something else. Like, it... I, I think it's just, like, those sudden sounds that happen around you where it doesn't really like you're not quite aware of whether it's putting you in danger or not or if it's something you should be aware about and turn around for or not like I think that just adds to a lot of that immersion in the game for sure where you're just like yeah should I should I be aware of dying right now or is this something that I can just start ignoring like yeah who knows I agree. And I think sort of similar to Green Hell, you start to recognize the sounds of different creatures mm -hmm. in this game. So, um, like, I can't remember their names, but the big kind of, like, manatee-looking things that have sort of, like, acid mm -hmm. tails that make, like, a... Gasopod. Yeah. Is this, like, the yellow cloud thing? Yeah, the yellow cloud okay. things. They're, like, they're not aggressive. They just kind of, like, roll around, and they make kind of, like, a... Kind of, I don't can't do it. I am not good with the sounds, but it makes like what like a dumb sound basically. Um, I feel like I like you can recognize those versus the stalkers versus other things. Um, there are definitely a few sounds that we have yet to discover in this game that are distinctive. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think the sound is really well done in this game, and kind of helps you get your bearings for like what might be around you. Um, yeah. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. I really like the open. Well, I like uh, most most of the biomes. I guess I don't. I don't know if it's like a biome that I dislike in this game. But I remember getting to the reef backs. In my mind, they were like really late game because in my original playthrough, I was like, it, I was probably like twelve hours in before I found one of them, and I think I found one in like I don't know thirty minutes this time. It was just really fast. Um, but they're just so cool. They they have such an like. A, a awesome like scale of immensity and i think that the open ocean in this game has that like real i guess like thalassophobia sense of like it feels really big and really deep um so when you see those huge reef backs rolling around they're pretty cool so yeah. i've stayed pretty close to the escape pod mm -hmm. because <laughs> i'm a little bit afraid to go out mm -hmm. very far um, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess I have to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't worry. Death is not that bad. I haven't died yet. I'm actually, yeah, I was wondering. Thanks. What was that helps. Be. And you can <clears throat> save in this game. Yes, It's a big can. bonus. Mm. That's a big deal. Good point. And you can save when you're not already fucked. Yeah. Um, which kind of felt like green hell. I mean, I, I did fuck myself over a little bit in green hell by like eating every mushroom all at once and then <laughs> getting real sick on like in like minute four. Mm-hmm. But I mean, time to save. <laughs> and then and then after that, I got the ability to save. Um, but. Yeah, no, um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, it's definitely a little bit different from what I thought in a good way. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I guess I haven't ventured out that far yet. I've been kind of doing as much as I can near the nest. So that's interesting only because I feel like your whole goal when it comes to these games is how, like, what is the quickest way I can die? So you're saying, like, you're having, like, more of a cautious playthrough for this? Yeah, I haven't died yet. Um, I don't know. Something about being underwater makes me, like, hyper aware of, yeah, like, not dying. Mm-hmm. Um, it triggers some ancient tech in my brain that's, yeah. like, you know, like a primal vigilance. fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing is like you, it sounds like you actually respect this game enough to be scared of it. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it doesn't yes. help that yeah. all of us have heard of this game pretty much in the context of it being a horror game. Like we all know that there is something out there that's, yeah. that people consider to be scary. Yeah. And I that's think uh, we'll watch uh, again, there's required viewing, but I think that part of what makes this game so terrorizing is that you never know what it is when it like we don't none of us know except for Raphael and I and me like you guys don't know what it is you don't know when it will come for like you don't know and that in itself I think is really that's what's scary about it yeah is that it's not like an in your face you know exactly what it is and you can then like James would say like just go die to it or something and, and take its power away there's just and there, that I think is part of the fear of the open ocean. Just in general, it's like you can't see and you don't know what's out there, and so that to me is like why we're all kind of sitting there being like this game makes us all uncomfortable. So I hear <laughs> that, but I would say, interestingly though, what I've been thinking about is in this game you kind of can see way better than, like for example, like I mean every once in a while when I was like growing up, people would be like, "Yo, let's swim in this pond." Mm-hmm. And I can't. I could not see at all in the pond, like mm-hmm. for real, for it's real. Like dirty, like, murky water. It, yeah, or I mean, it's not sure of how dirty it. Was. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Right. Murky. Yeah. Sure. Right. You you can't see it. You can feel something brush up against your leg, yeah. and then you can you consider get what it's like to there. die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in that moment, you can do that, but you can't. You can't actually see. So what at least so far has been happening in this game is I have been able to see, and I think that's how I've been able to keep the fear at bay because I've been mm-hmm. very observant. Just, like, looking around. But you go out at night, which is crazy to me. Like, it was yeah. crazy because I watched McCoy play for a little bit. And one, I think it's just really interesting to watch other people play survival games that don't give you a lot of direction. Because McCoy immediately made, like, four flashlights. He's like, we're going to need these. And I've never built a flashlight in my life in this game because I'm not going out at night. Um, <laughs> but McCoy's just out there. Like, because you can't see at night. I can see. There's stuff that I think only comes out at night. 
that like it's probably valuable. Yeah, I'm okay with never finding Otherwise, it. Otherwise, why would they put it in the game? No. There are some late game areas of this game that I know exist that in my previous playthrough I like refused to deal with basically i was like i opt out of whatever this is yeah i mean i would say like the scary stuff is later and i'm not sure that we'll get that much exposure to it um unless you actively go and seek it out yeah Hmm. that is my goal for myself i'm gonna say it now so it's like recorded i'm gonna go deal with some of these areas that i previously was like hell no i will not be going there Mm mm-hmm but also it's it's not really like it's not like jump scare scary it's yeah. just like i'm in this place and i am great at great unease yeah there is risk <laughs> because there's weird sounds and i don't know what those are and it's dark mm-hmm. it's halloween and, that's and scary. i'm streaming and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly but but there are things that that can definitely help like so you james i guess got the sea glide um but there's other vehicles you get later as well um, I think I mentioned the sea moth right. as something you could mm. strive to get to. I'm actually, um, that, I'm able to craft the sea moth before the sea glide. I don't me know too, actually, to this. in this one, for some reason. I just didn't find all the scanny bits you, for the sea glide. So does that mean you have a sea moth or are, is there like high, high tech shit you can't make yet? Um, there's like a couple items that I just don't know how to like scavenge for mm. or get yet. Mm. Yeah. So I'm sure I need to probably go like explore the wreckage probably and get it. But is this game available in VR? Does anyone know? Oh, something dope. It, it is. Oh. It is. But I, I don't, I think it's like it, it's not like a VR first version of it, I guess. It's like, yeah. it supports VR. Like ported to VR situation. I bet that would be wild. Well, I've been saying that because we've been playing this on the TV, like in 4K and stuff. And dude, if you ha- like, it's it's not taxing on the system, but it is gorgeous. Like, if you have a high resolution display, definitely yeah. do it. It is a beautiful game, and it's been nice to like. We've been, I've been sitting back with the controller and just sort of playing. Which the controller itself is not necessarily the best. <laughs> yeah, you. We had some pretty serious. Well, there's some. There's problems. just some like actual bugs that are noted mm-hmm. and stuff about how like it'll. For whatever reason, on the PC version, it's like switching the left trigger and the right trigger. It just and it just it just is like. And if you go in the forum, you can see an amazing Steam forum post where people are like, like actually mad at each other about this, which is so great. Because one guy's like, huh. "I yeah yeah, it's just a controller thing." Um, but yeah, the, the, dude, it's like this one guy being like, "My left trigger and right trigger are switched." It's like so weird. It keeps telling me to use the left trigger, but then I need to use the right trigger. And then some guys like. All right, but go into the menu and switch your left trigger and your right trigger, and then it'll work. And it's like, no, I did that, and then it like it just reverses them. So now it still says the wrong message, but now this, that, and the other. And then this one dude's like, it's fine, bro, it's fine. Like, just get used to it. And the other dude's like, no, dude, people don't fucking come out here and spend thirty dollars on a game to have simple features like left trigger and right trigger not work. And then so they're just like they're screaming at each other in this forum post, and I was like, did anyone fix? It? All right, <laughs> like it's like you just like walk into a room with people arguing. It's joyous. Um, what I would say though, is that if you are playing on controller, the best tip I can give outside of like, definitely remap some controls if you need them, Mm -hmm. um, and potentially the left trigger, right trigger thing. That's probably a good idea. Um, but also like, if you guys don't have them, controllers with back paddles are so dope for this type of game because Mm -hmm. so back paddles are these things you can hit. They're like extra buttons. It's like what Rafael was describing with, um, with Elden Ring, where it's like you're trying to pick up shit away on your horse or you're riding around. 
if you're going to try to pick up fish with a controller, being able to spam with, like, one of these paddles, just, like, pick up, pick up, pick up, you know, like, over and over and over again, is, like, the way. It's the way for a fish. Because, like, you can do that with a mouse, right? You just, like, look mm-hmm. at them and you spam and stuff like that. But, like, on control, that's really actually quite difficult to do. Yeah. I think the really nice thing about it is that you can spam them while still using both of the sticks because you don't have to move your thumbs to exactly. press them because mm-hmm. they're, they're on the back of the controller. So you can try to trace mm-hmm. things or, like, run after them. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And that's what's up. So that is, like, a huge... I would say without that, it's probably really hard on controller. I'm sure people are doing it, but... Yeah, like that's one of those things where PC is definitely like way, 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 way easier. Um, and probably scanning too, I would imagine. Scanning is harder on the controller because like you want to like keep it on. It's like a tracing minigame. It's like a it's like a Valorant like aim training routine trying to scan yeah. things that are moving. I It never even occurred to me to play this on a controller. This was just not a controller game to me. Yeah, I think it works. It works if you have a nice TV and you want to sit back and chill. Um, and it's a beautiful game. But yeah, like there's definitely some things you have to like work around. Um but again, since it works at your pace, it's okay. Um, yeah. There's I don't know. There's some things that like are, are nice about it, but yeah. Recommend back paddles for everything now. This is just the world we live in. Back paddles. You gotta have them. Back Why paddles. don't you have them? I have them. You know. Yeah. Unfortunately, with my injury, those have been harder to press and especially to spam. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is controller like just hard harder than keyboard and mouse, or what's the what's the hardest? Uh, so controller generally has worked pretty well. Um, I do, I mean, I think pretty much doing either controller or mouse, I get a little bit of discomfort. Um, the, the actually the biggest, uh, the hardest part was, uh, playing like Horizon Forbidden West, the like left stick click, um, to scan things. Yeah. Which you, you kind of want to like spam a lot. Yeah. That was, uh a little bit painful to do and you uh, could you read for context that? like i i broke both my arms and particularly my right wrist and so that's uh i'm recovering from that mm-hmm. yeah you're back to gaming now but it's it's pretty wild that you're back to gaming yeah yeah how joyous is it that some physical therapist somewhere was like gaming's probably good for you we we're like fuck yeah i'm the <laughs> best <laughs> <in this." laughs> i will do my physical therapy thank you yeah <clears throat> guys i'm doing physical therapy leave me alone you know it's yeah. perfect. They say gaming is detrimental to your health exactly exactly <laughs> yeah so like for, so for me like i just like my thumbs just hurt sometimes so that is not the same thing but i will say like um i do like to rebind those thumbstick in actions often to a back paddle mm-hmm. because i just find it easier to press so maybe you don't find it easier to press but i definitely mm-hmm. just think like that's a really dope world that we live in, especially when it comes to PC gaming. But I get the sense you can do this more on controllers and stuff too. You can start to remap things at a layer between the game and the computer. So remapping things in the game is oftentimes the best way to do it because then it'll remap the button prompts that they show on screen to you. Um, and sometimes what it'll do is it'll keep uh, the sanctity of some of the key button presses you expect. Like for instance, if you want to remap B to something else, but you still want it to be back in the menu. Do you know what I'm saying? You still want to press B to go back and A to go forward, for example, or X to go forward on a PlayStation controller and circle to go back, but then you've remapped one of those. That can be a little messy, um, and that exists and is can sometimes be a problem. Like, for instance, when I was playing, um, God, what was that, uh, Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter World, because I, I remapped the whole controller to be like Dark Souls, 
and it worked really amazing in the gameplay. I was loving it. It was so fun. And then I, I couldn't even use the menus. Like, I had no idea. It's like, <laughs> okay, so L2 is forward, and then triangle is back. Like, just like some, I don't know what it was. It was some nonsense thing. So I would just, I would be lost in the menus. Um, that being said, though, it's nice that you can start to rebind these things. And so it's worth shouting that to people if they don't know. Like, you can do that, and, like, you should do that. And it's a lovely thing. Like, and really, if you're this deep, if you're an hour and 20 minutes into a gaming podcast and you didn't know you could rebind controls, like, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. You should think about that. Wow. <laughs> I feel like both that that's a good point no and also I'm offended. Um, yeah, no need to attack. Sorry. Yeah, I guess I that was a little. <laughs> I'm just saying, who is this far into a Subnautica podcast? And it's like, wait, you can rebind controls. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you're out there. I'm and sorry. if you are. Right into tears. Yeah, right into tears. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got yeah. it. I hurt your feelings. Got it. I'm really sorry. It was that all was a up. little confrontational. That's all right. <laughs> Elena's in a fight mood today. I know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Just I am Elden Lord, though, so I'm feeling pretty high and mighty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, it's just I don't know. Like I, I, I obviously knew about rebinding and stuff like that, but I definitely have been taking more and more and more advantage of it. I feel like, especially as, like, sort of like the the like overall control scheme of like average across all games has been so imprinted into my like body and soul that like sometimes things just feel wrong and like so for instance we were playing a uh, tiny tina's wonderland mm-hmm. over the weekend with your sister yeah and we were sitting there trying to like and i remember like someone was sending something like oh geez like vita melee like i don't know if i'm gonna like this but like but let's find out and i was like pause let's fucking rebind because instead of torturing yourself for the next like half hour to hour <laughs> and then having that imprinted into your memory so then when you do change it to something that makes more sense you only hit it like 80 percent of the time like let's solve that now um and i f- and i feel like that's just kind of like the way so it's just i don't know I, I i not that it's like super relevant but i've just become a giant proponent of like make the controls feel nice to you in whatever way that works mm-hmm. for you um and if something annoys you change that like immediately um, and it's, it's been giving me a lot more joy in my games lately, so it's nice. It's nice to have, like, a layer that I can, like, reprogram if I need to, back paddles if I need to. Because, like, th- thumb stick in stuff, just, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's yeah. gone. Just personal preference. It's yeah. not for you. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Do we have any more week one topics? Well, we've just dipped our toes in Subnautica. I don't know. I feel like I've dipped pretty much my whole body into Subnautica. Well, we're submerged. Yeah, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We're mm. all wet. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, and then I was like, Elena, don't say that. It's always <laughs> you making those I jokes. I got you. Let somebody else say it this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Zoe. You made a joke like that in front of your mom, and it killed so hard. Yeah, let's. we don't have to bring that up. That was, it, was it was a mistake. so funny. It was a mistake joke. <laughs> I was trying to say, okay, I'm going to tell it, because now it sounds worse than it is. Okay. We were talking about, in my hometown, there is a naked bike ride. Happens every summer. Mm. It's mm-hmm. great. People get naked. They ride bikes. Hmm. And we were talking about how uncomfortable that seems, because bike riding is doesn't seem like something you'd want to do naked. We're like, all making jokes mm-hmm. about it, and then I said, yeah, it'd be really wet. And slippery. No, I said it'd be really slippery. <laughs> yeah. And my mom and sister laughed really hard, and then I was like, <laughs> no, I mean, like, because you'd be sweaty. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. obviously the joke, but that's not what they thought the joke was, and that was that was that. And I will tell you, you <laughs> did make a grave mistake in this instance, but it's not what you think it was. 
it was not the joke. It was actually trying to back your way out because it murdered. Yeah. Yeah, they thought it was, thought it was so really funny. funny. I was really uncomfortable. Because what it is, you have to understand, is there's a very like female energy in this car, right? There's like McCoy, not maybe the most... Very like, female energy, yeah. Yeah, not the most alpha type person you know what i'm saying <laughs> like your mom is out alphaing me in the car you know what i'm saying like by like a significant yeah, she's margin a boss bitch. yeah i wouldn't she's really nice she's just a boss maybe we could take out yeah like, sorry mom <laughs> you <laughs> i don't know i didn't think i was in a confrontational mood but then i'm like listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth yeah. and they've all been pretty aggressive yeah but so like so there was this like sort of like we were conjuring up different imagery of like how much clothes you would or wouldn't be comfortable, like what the point of wearing clothes with a bike would actually be. Like some people even wear like extra padding for a bike, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so there's just like very female energy in the car because it's like basically a bunch of girls and me. And then it's just like, you're just like, yeah, it'd be slippery. And the imagery that it conjured was so, so funny. And then watching you try to like literally having said the funniest thing all day by not even close try to walk that back like imagine <laughs> imagine like a comedian like hitting a great punchline and then just walking it back sheepishly like just imagine yeah. oh, <laughs> i wasn't so trying to make that joke but but dude what you have to do is you have to then shroud the audience in uncertainty as to whether or not you did intend or yeah did but not i was intend. with my mom and my sister and i wanted them to know that i didn't intend yeah but then they're like oh so you're lame we thought so like yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> rather than like so. a badass yeah. but um transition okay <laughs> do yes. we have any more week one shout outs for symphonica i feel like we've we're i mean unless obviously people do jump in but i'm just saying like i i feel like this has been a good like like taster okay so you like, i'm excited you feel now. sedated sated Satiated. Satiated. Sedated. Sedated. You guys slowly going to sleep. I didn't realize I was having such a hard day until I got to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so McCoy, McCoy is sedated. Anybody else? Yeah. I'm no, not. I mean, I'm. I, I I've dipped my toes into the water, and I, I I don't know. I'm excited to play more. Like I I've been having a lot of fun with this game, despite like I guess arguably slow progress from a speedrunner standpoint, definitely. Um, but I don't know. I'm having fun with it. I'm really excited to play for another week. And see uh, see what I learn. I'm I, I'm am terrified of what's to come, <laughs> of like creatures and whatnot, but. You know, sometimes you just got to embrace it. Yeah. So feel free to ask me about like, is this thing scary? And I can maybe help. I'm, I'm just thinking like, well, so what do I do in the case that yes, it is scary. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just tell you. Yeah. And then it's more scary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it takes some mystery well, away, then, you know? then in that case, then in that case, I can have you be on a Discord. Just lie and say so no. That way, <laughs> and then it eats Zoe and she's like, back. <laughs> mm -hmm. so this thing has a lot of teeth what do you think about that i don't know it's really cuddly yeah yeah they're very cuddly teeth it's actually a wormhole you should go inside of its mouth it'll spit you out into the late game oh section God. we played that game <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay okay Great. i mean unless nobody else has anything i mean i think we should just we should just call it there oh my god you guys yeah. How did we not say at the beginning of the podcast, let's dive in? Oh, my oh. God.
my god i'm trying to think of like an outro that involves let's dive out but it doesn't work and i'm just ashamed of us that we didn't catch that well we'll put a pin in that for next episode we've got to remember Mm -hmm. i mean we we can't well actually that should have been our transition from elden ring corner damn it exactly right Missed wow. opportunities. Ooh. Yeah. All right. You everyone. know, we we aren't known for thinking on the spot very well. This so. is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next week we're gonna dive sub- into a second dive week in. of Subnautica. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now here's the real what, fun. What game. you said. Are you ready for this one? Okay. This is called watch people not really remember this in a week from now. How much do you remember? <laughs> we have the exact same conversation at the end of next week's episode. Oh, but little do you know, I have a post-it next to me where I have literally just written the phrase, let's dive into it. Now, whether I'll remember what this phrase is for a week from now <laughs> yep. will be questionable. Yeah. Going to open up a meeting at work. All right, let's dive into it. Wait. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, th- th- I mean that <laughs> works on meetings. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. you just got to yeah, play it off, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same thing exactly. with, the, with the joke, right? Then you just, they're like, oh, that's a little strange opening. Like, what do you mean? Let's just lean in. Yeah. <laughs> well. We'll exactly. discuss it here next week. Today's yeah. topic is Miranda's ass. Oh, fuck. That was my tyranny of thumbs. <laughs> yeah. I'm so Miranda's sorry. Ass. <laughs> Wait, the, the topic of the meeting is Miranda's ass. And you're like, all right, let's dive in. I mean, honestly, though, you know that they had meetings about that when they did the remake. Oh, because yeah, they had they to legitimately decide yeah, if yeah, they were going to take it out or not. And they decided to take it out. And modders mm-hmm. decided to stand up and say no. Exactly. And I said no. You know, just It's a bold like, stance. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's like. It was a bold ass. <laughs> no, but this is why, like, it's really interesting. Like, there's actually a really serious discussion about, like, making, like, what you do with old games to make them playable. Like, do you change them? Do you make them playable? Like, do you fix them? Do you not? It's very interesting. There's a lot of people that, that are, that I followed actually for quite some time that are in the space of, like, preserving old games in exactly the way they are, whether that's, emulating them perfectly or as perfectly as you can or literally like saving and and nurturing the hardware that is required all the cables you don't have all the fucking you know what was that yellow red white cable composite cables or some shit mustard mayonnaise ketchup that's how i always remembered the order (laughs) there you go sorry there you go see that (laughs) that where the fuck did that go you know and now you just you'll just eat a hamburger and you'll remember but you know like yeah, it's 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 really interesting. I, I think it's it's honestly I can see why people are really offended to change something like that because I think whether or not you there's so many different angles, right? Because you could obviously take the angle of like, well, this was like really intensely kind of like focusing on the ass in a way that maybe feels uncomfortable for the modern age. But then imagine if you were someone and you were <laughs> saying like, I want to show you how fucked up this used to be. You know what I mean? And then you can't anymore. Like it's, yeah. it, it is it is truly a part of your experience. No, so. you can because what you do That's is you pull up the YouTube video yeah. that shows what it used to be and what it is now with like the subtitles of what they're talking about in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, I, can, I, I know from experience that people are like, oh, I get it. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but what if you want to live it again, James? You want it to be your reality because you want to sit there. Obviously, there's websites for that, moment, dude. Right? Mm-hmm. You know. <clears throat> well, hmm? I don't know how to transition away from that, but <laughs> transition the end. Transition. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. We're gonna hit the stop button. Transition the end. <laughs>